Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. The Nepalese meditation bowl is chiming, and that means it is time for The Art of the CEO, the show for people who enjoy the challenge of business and who want to do it a little better. I am your host, Bart Jackson, the Hieronymus Bosch of business, and whether you are an entrepreneur of a firm that helps immigrating top research talent find their way through this amazing country, like Teresa, or a struggling dancer who has just tapped her way into the Radio City Music Hall Rockettes, like Sarah, we are here to bring you the sage counsel of business masters to help your career and your business. Every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, The Art of the CEO streams live to you through the magic of cyberspace. Uh, And every show, including this, may be downloaded by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash The Art of the CEO. Today's show is entitled Global Entrepreneurship Week, How It's Done. Yes, today... We're going to celebrate Global Entrepreneurship Week, uh, which is going to be a lot of fun because from November 16th to the 23rd, we are gathering to praise and advise our planet's makers, movers, and shakers, those folks who initiate business ventures and who reach beyond their own national borders into strange and exotic terra firmas abroad. And today on our show... Uh, we'll be talking about our own Globes entrepreneurs and those who, and those of you who hold business launch dreams of your own. We'll be pointing out a few proven techniques and also where an ocean of help really lies. And to get us on this profitable track, today it is our good fortune to have as our guest Dr. Arturo Osorio, Professor of Urban Entrepreneurism and Global Business at the Rutgers University Business School. And i, I got to tell you, Arturo has his guiding hand in every slice of the business community pie. Uh, as I say, he works, uh, he teaches at Rutgers. He is, one of his fellowships is on the CUED, Center for Urban Entrepreneurship and Economic Development. He is a member of a major business think tank, which we're going to talk to him uh, about a little later. And he's done everything, including, I might add, handling the financials for the huge International Telescope Project, which is all very fascinating. But before we begin carving a pathway toward global success, let us take a moment or two to supply you out there with a few utensils for our Feast of Wisdom. First, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you out there hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And that is the most important position you'll ever hold in your career. Will this be the day that you seize upon your own strengths and share your dreams with a friend just to see what might transpire? Or we put off adventure for another day. The choice is truly yours. Secondly, 
second utensil, it is time to dip into a little laughter and take a scriptural recitation from the 101 Best Business Quips book. So let me thumb through. Uh-huh. Okay, here we are, here we are. This is number 72. Uh, quip number 72. My personal management style involves a team of devoted experts, each dedicated to protecting me from doing any work at all. <laughs> As an afterthought, might I point out that such managerial outsourcers who allow themselves the luxury of sitting in wise and masterful inactivity, they're not delegators, my friends. They're sloths. Tis time to rise and walk. And as our third utensil, uh, perhaps we should call today's utensil the periwinkle fork, we will give you the answers to last week's business quotation. Now today, before we leave the air, we'll broadcast another quotation, and we invite you to email us the name of the author, as you believe him or her to be. Just simply write info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And if you're right, we have a gift that will be winging your way. Um, And so now the author of last week's quote, that is the individual who said, why join the Navy if you can be a pirate? That man was none other than the blackbeard of the computer industry, Mr. Steve Jobs. So... Now, with that done, let us dig into today's feast and call upon the expertise of that entrepreneurial guru, Dr. Arturo Osorio. Arturo, how are you doing today? Very well, thanks. Thank you for having me in. I hope we're having a wonderful conversation, Bart, and we can help all the people who want to know what to do better with their lives and how they can help their communities. Oh, heavens, let us hope, let us hope, a lofty goal. Well, you know, it's. I'm really glad that you came here, uh, particularly on our show, for uh, Global Entrepreneurship Week, Arturo. Uh, this is one, I around the globe this week, in 135 countries, people are celebrating the festivities and the energies of our globe's most innovative people. And that's that's a grand thing. And I'd just like to, just from your opinion, could you tell us why everyone today wants to be an entrepreneur? Why are all your classes in Rutgers packed with eager faces seeking to launch some business? What's the what's the allure? Why? Why? Well, there are multiple reasons, and every one of the reasons goes back to the person who's seeking to become an entrepreneur. Some people ah. do it because they want to be their own commanding chief of their own. They think that they have an idea, they have a wonderful plan to execute, and they want to take the risk and go on their own. Others, they do it because they've been cornered to it. You find that you are at a certain point in your life where the skills that you have do not match the opportunities that you are facing. So, what do you do best than do it by your own? You can become the chief of doing what you do best. Wonderful. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, that's really wonderful. And this is something that you seem to have been doing all your life. As I say, you are in every corner of the business community, and you teach entrepreneurship and global business at Rutgers. You're at the Cornwall Center, and you are part of an urban research think tank. Could you tell us a little bit about the think tank and what you do there? Yes, the whole idea is the world is becoming globally urban. Do they, if you look around, 
the cities are on the comeback. We have more people living in cities, and whether we like it or not, we have to accommodate it. So right, the big right. question is, how do we want the cities to look like? One side of the conversation is done by the government. We want to have a streets in a certain way. We have to have some sure. policies. But okay. the core question, the elephant in the room is, what kind of services do we provide? How do we improve ah. the quality of life of the space? Those are the entrepreneurs. Okay. So at the think so, tank, oh. we, try, we try to understand how communities come together and how can mm. we help them to have the best opportunities for people within the community to provide the services to enrich their lives. Arturo, this is something people really want to know about. Tell us, could you give us the name of the think tank, and if they have a website or something, could you give it to us? Yes, right now is the Congwell, uh, I'm working with the Congwell Center for Metropolitan mm -hmm. Studies. And right. let, me, let me just give you the full, the full, web, uh, the full website. is Congwell, and we're just changing the think tank, the address for the Congwell Center. So... Okay. Any technology grant stuff? Don't you love it? Yes. Yeah, so the full got, name is yeah. <laughs> Joseph C. Cornwell, and the website is www.cornwell.rodgers.edu. All righty. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you will follow that because, quite frankly, this is what's going to affect you and the place you live in very, very strongly. And speaking of affecting how we live, Arturo, let's, I'd like, uh, like to sort of carry on with what you said. I'd like to look at the role of the entrepreneur in society for a moment. If a CEO and the senior staff are, are if, uh, of major corporations, if they're the new nobility, the new nobility of our culture, then um, I guess we can call the entrepreneurs the venturing knights <laughs> leading in the battle. So what are the entrepreneurs' societal responsibilities, as you see? Uh, for me, the entrepreneurs' responsibility is to do the best of what they do and to be mm -hmm. mindful of where they do it. For example, right. you have entrepreneurs who may try to do what I call the hit-and-run business. You uh, live in one place and you do operations elsewhere. So you may not pay attention of the consequences of what you did. Oh, then, okay. Sort of like a drug dealer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not very the, funny, actually. The drug of choice is cash. So uh, you will do well, whatever boy. it takes to get it. Yes, yes. Thank you, Arthur. And, and that's something other, we have to find. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And on the other hand, you have the urban entrepreneurs, those who are entrenched in the community, and whatever they do, they do it thinking that they have to live through the consequences of what they do tomorrow. Ah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I think that uh, I'd like to mention it's early on, but I think that we have just come upon what I call a quill pen moment. I'd like you all to dip your pens into your inkwells and write that down, that whatever your business, you are living, you are part of the community, and you live in it with everything you make so and everything you do every day. So please remember the words of Arturo Osorio that you really do make a difference and you want it to be a good one. Arturo, I think a lot of our listeners have sort of an entrepreneurial itch. And um, regardless of where they might select or, or what their product is, 
Could you tell some of our little startup hunters out there uh, a little bit about social entrepreneurship, and that is how they can examine a society around them and define a social need and, and go from there? Well, the question is, a good entrepreneur solves a problem. So right. a social entrepreneur solves a social problem. So okay. when you walk around your day, you see people around you, you may notice things that you think to yourself, There's, there should be a better way or somebody should do something about it. Guess what? Right, right. That might be you. And if that is the context and you accept the risk and responsibility for it, then to be a social entrepreneur means to think in the long term, to do a sustainable business that will change the way that we do things. It can be about hiring people with criminal records. So you may want to give a second opportunity to somebody else and set an educational program where you can hire the best and the brightest, regardless of where right, they come right. from. Or it can be about providing food, but not the hit and run, I'll do a charity on Thanksgiving because I know that people at the homeless shelter need food, but more about right. what can I do so people who may use the food bank in my neighborhood will not need to use it anymore. Ah, I see. So what you're really doing is you're asking people to take, to look, scrutinize, and step back and and do some real problem solving. And is that not where the real profitability in every sense of the word lies? Completely. And this is something that I always tell my students and people that I do consulting with. If you think that the solution comes from thinking outside the box, you're wrong. Why? And we have had this conversation before, you and I. If yes, but think, tell me why. Why is it wrong? Thinking, thinking outside the box presumes that you accept that there is a box, that there is a limit that you need to overcome. Redefining uh, okay. the box, being the one who sees the problem and make the terms and conditions to the solution, that's when you become an entrepreneur. Good entrepreneur. Uh -huh. Before Google, there was no Google. Before Facebook, right. there was no Facebook. So they didn't think I mean, of oh, yeah. the box. <laughs> well, actually, that that's really true. Is If, if you view uh, the old saying, the world is your oyster, if, if the world before you is a wide open range, which is something we in these here United States are very fond of saying, if if that if you can take that view, rather than trying to fit yourself in a slot, but rather broad range of the problems. I, I think that's an excellent idea. But meanwhile, so many of us, you say, you just said that 70% of us are now living in urban settings. We're in this, um, and this is uh, George Wirtz, who runs Soundview Paper, says that no longer are you just going to buy a, a, a hundred acres, plunk down a factory in the middle of nowhere. You're going to be part of the community. And because, as you say, that 70% of us, the land is shrinking. Uh, what is the advantage for the entrepreneur to work within this urban setting? Well, for are starters, there, there are many advantages. For starters, hmm. your customers live down the street. So yeah. you have people that will buy or acquire products and services from you on their way in and out of the house. Mm -hmm. On the second, mm -hmm. people will give you their opinion. So you have your finger on the consumer-based oh. market. 
So okay, you know yes. the conditions, so you know the conditions. And you, so you don't have to get right marketing because you're getting marketing feedback right away. Yes, the people around you, it's going back to the old days. There's nothing new to some, to some degree. It's going back to the old days where the corner store <laughs> owner knew what to yeah, put yeah. on the shelves because the neighbor said that they have a party coming. Right, right, I see. Well, now what are some of the drawbacks as we move into this more tightly packed society and the culture around them? I mean, or some of the things rather that, that the entrepreneur must be, be wary about, let's put it that way. Well, one of them is there's going to be a higher level of competition. So you need to be right. mindful that just because you are doing it doesn't mean that somebody else will not do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's true. So that There are no businesses under the sun. Yeah, but, um, but there's a catch. Uh -huh. there's a, if I can just, the biggest challenge is not to prevent competition, but to know what you are at, of what you are doing, what makes you to be the best. Uh, I think you're right, and I, if, uh, if I might in my own humble uh, voice add that also everyone who is a competitor with you is in some way, somehow, a potential partner. If you can put yourself in that mindset, uh, you can find that there are a lot more people who are willing to help you than hurt you, and you'll find that's a, a good route to expansion. That's just my own Personal <laughs> well, put in. those so there are you wise have. words. I've been doing some. I've been doing some research on urban spaces. That's my hobby mm -hmm. and my passion. And for example, think back for a moment when you go out for dinner. You don't. Right. You may, you may go and says, "I want to try X Y C D restaurant." If there sure. is more than one restaurant nearby that place and that place is occupied, you can go to the next one down. So if yeah, all right. the restaurants in the area are working together the area becomes a destination because you know right. that you can like just Newark's walk Iron Bound there. section. Right. Yes, right. like Newark's Iron Bound section, like New York, like any other place that you have these pockets of let's go together and regardless of what we do, there's something for us to do there. On the back, seeing people that may not see what we customers don't see happening is that these places cooperate sometimes to the point that they have back doors where they trade and they share merchandise ah, that's that's good arturo I, I ladies and gentlemen i'm terrible i i keep that thought i i really like that uh arturo we we've reached the midpoint of our show and ladies and gentlemen at this midpoint i invite you to take uh, a break a brief sorbet from our feast of wisdom which we have coming at us rapidly and it's time to introduce the company by whose good graces we are here today and that firm is Prometheus Publishing, the creator of Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides, among others. And you may visit them at bartsbooks.com, that's B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com, and explore a wide wealth of uh, very practical wisdom from business masters. Prometheus Publishing would like to invite those enjoying today's show to take a look at one of our guidebooks entitled Behind Every Successful Woman is Herself. This is a remarkably applicable guide in which top businesswomen from India to Indiana reveal what works for them and whether you're launching your own firm or taking your taking aim at a seat in the boardroom, this is the book by women for women uh, and gives them both the praise 
and the tools that they require. So if you seek the uh, ultimate competitive edge, please visit bartsbooks.com and browse the bookstore. Ladies and gentlemen, and those struggling to meet uh, the company payroll today, we are back with Dr. Arturo, Arturo Osorio. Excuse me, I've just come from the dentist and my I'm half numb. <laughs> anyway, uh, we are back, and um, Arturo... Everyone who uh, starts gets a business, they want to start it out there. I mean, they the goal is to make money, but there are uh, but as you have mentioned, you want a sustainable business, not one one that sustains in the community. What are two or three things that are going to help my new business last? They're going to help it sustain through those first stages. Well, uh, there are two things that you need to be very mindful. Number one, you need to solve a problem. Just trying right. to open a business to make money will get you out of business. So number one, <laughs> right. you need to make sure that there's a problem that you are solving and that you can convey the solution to that problem as your competitive advantage and your customers are aware of it. So that's number one. Mm-hmm. And number two, to be sustainable is more than being green. To be sustainable means to be in business, as you said, tomorrow, the day after tomorrow, a year after. And for that, you need to be mindful of the triple P. People, planet, uh-huh. and profits. Ah, so, okay. I like people, that. Mm-hmm. community, and employees. Planet, right. you, make sustainable, you make a sustainable use of your resources. And uh-huh. profit. Uh-huh you run a business that allows you to pay your salary and somebody else's and you don't live out of charity. Yes, so. absolutely. And um he did you I hope you all noticed that there that Arturo did not say the way to sustain business is to make is to make what you love best even if no one else wants it. I there's there's a lot of that, so you'll have to forgive me. No no Arturo, no no, no. Go, go. go ahead. What was that? No, no, go ahead. I want to say that you are right. I see a bunch of people that says, I want to make money doing this because I love doing it. But right. me, just because your mother loves you, you may have an <laughs> issue there. <laughs> How true it is. Oh, my. Let's go global for a bit. Now, technology uh, and, and all the technology pundits keep telling us that the whole world is the entrepreneur's oyster. And which is has, has a nice ring to it, but at the same time, your business is only going to thrive where there's a market. Let's be real. So, how do I look into a foreign country or a foreign culture and look at that na- that culture and nation? And how do I define a market in uh, some place overseas? Exactly like you will do it in the U.S. You figure uh-huh. out if they have a problem and you bring the solution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For example, in, uh-huh. in India, when they opened the call centers, this, right. one of the companies that they drive, and people didn't know about it, were some European and American companies who provided with infrastructure. In India, right. electricity and other services are unreliable. So if you want to open a 24-7 call center, you need to make sure that you have electricity coming through your pipes. Right, exactly. Somebody needs to put it there. So look at the local problems 
and solve the problems. Technology can be one of your options to provide solutions. But technology mm-hmm. is not the almighty solution to all problems. Sometimes it's a oh, problem in itself. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> well, you know, Arturo, it's, it's always been a belief of mine, and I have been to India, and I have seen the desperate need for electronic uh, soup, uh, infrastructure based on, on their huge surge of uh, corporate growth. But it's always been a long-held belief of mine that if you're going to do business on a foreign soil, you have to personally go and visit and study that country. I did that when I started doing business in India and in England. Uh, am I right? Don't you really – you have to – you need boots on the ground, and they have to be yours if you're the entrepreneur, right? Yeah. Well, you need to have some skin in the, some skin in the game. So Right. You either do it yourself or you get somebody who you really trust because at the end of the day, it's your name and your money who goes on the line. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. It's um, Well, if uh, now let's say I've got a, a firm here that I, that's, that's beginning to thrive domestically and I've done all right and I want to expand into global markets. Um, where's, where's some of the help? That I can find. I mean, I know there's lots of agencies, but I, what are what are some of the what are some of the people I should seek for help and partners and, and finding my way? Well, there are. Uh, the first question is where overseas you want to go, and uh, where are right, you located within the U.S. In the U.S., mm-hmm. different states have different organizations. For example, in New Jersey, we have the Choose New Jersey that they mm-hmm. do offer yeah. support and service for people coming in or doing business outside of the URC, coming from New Jersey, or vice versa. If you're in the New York right. area and you want to do business in Mexico, for example, you have the right. U.S.-Mexican Chamber of Commerce, uh, and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. So the question is not about how do I do business outside of the U.S., but where do you want to go next? Okay, I thank you. That's that's an excellent correction, and I'm glad that that, that you brought that up. It's uh, if you're going to view from a problem-solving point of view, and you're going to say, "What do I? Uh, what is the best place for my product?" Yes, where do I want to go next? You have to pinpoint. Uh, it, it's, there's not some magical gold rush out there, uh, and now. Uh, as I understand it, uh, you're going to be do, giving a tour here, I, I mean a, a, a seminar very shortly. Uh, are you not at, at Rutgers? The, the minute you leave us, you're rushing off to a uh, global uh, entrepreneurship event? Yes. Here at Rutgers, we have, as part of the global entrepreneurship event, we have a series of, uh, a series of talks. And the next one, I'm moderating a conversation with three global entrepreneurs. One is... Hispanic woman doing business in Mexico and U.S. One is an African-American guy doing global business. And the third one is a traditional American guy who is doing a wonderful business on parkour and free running. So three different brands of businesses, all of them global, all of them acting locally. I, I hope everyone sees that there still is chance. There still is a place. We are, regardless of the overall economic condition, we can innovate our way into where we want to be. And Arturo, you have given us so much advice and so much help here. If if um, if I'm trying to, if I wanted to 
take a course or get in touch with you perhaps for a little consulting or something how how could our listeners uh get in touch or learn what you're working on next well, you can uh, shoot me an email. If you want to have an advisor, you're looking for being part of any of our entrepreneurship programs, you can mm-hmm. contact uh, Jasmine Cordero. Her mm-hmm. email address is, if you bear with me for a second, I can make it available to our listeners. And okay. her name is Jasmine Cordero. J- Jasmine, J A S M I N C O R D E R O. Yes, and the email is jcordero at business.rutgers.edu. Wonderful. All right. And she is well, the administrative director for the Center for Urban Entrepreneurship and Economic Development, and she will be the best person to get in touch. Arturo, I thank you so much. You've done, you've really given us a lot to think about. Obviously, we're going to have to have you back on because we've just scraped the surface here. But I thank you very much. And ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've appreciated uh, the wisdom we've had today. And as we round out the show, let me leave you with today's quotation. Uh, In the business world, every man is paid in two coins, cash and experience. Take experience first. The cash will come later. Hint, the person who said that was a Brit-born gentleman who made over 350 acquisitions in 80 countries. And remember... If you know the author to, uh, of that quote, just send it right along, the name as you perceive it to be, to info at bartsbooks.com. And finally, as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, when American business people venture abroad, they are always mystified that other nations' folks are just as clever, greedy, kind, and willing to work like hell as they are. Hmm, go figure. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, it has been a privilege. I thank you. Goodbye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.